Welcome back to another episode of A Positive Insights. We just had the pleasure of being joined by Sophie Robertson, the queen of temp and contract recruitment. Um, I suppose one of the things I really liked about today's podcast was Sophie's got many, many years of uh, experience in the industry, but we talked about what the market was currently like. And yeah, I just loved hearing about, not just about how good contract market is, but obviously the risks to, uh, to actually consider. What did you like, Brendan? Uh, well, this is probably the best podcast I've been a part of, number two. But uh, <laughs> in saying that, what I really enjoyed about this podcast is that Sophie was able to answer a lot of questions that uh, Darren and I, we get asked a lot on a daily basis by recruiters that are wanting to start up a, a temp desk. So this is for all those people that haven't been able to reach out to us and would like more information. Yeah, absolutely. So guys, we're still trying to grow the podcast, so please, well, please share, please download um, and like. Thanks very much. So thanks so much for joining us today, Sophie, the queen of contracts and temp recruitment. Um, do you want to give everyone a quick uh, background of yourself? Oh my goodness, un unexpected, but sure. <laughs> uh, let sure. me see, shall I even say the years? So I started in recruitment uh, quite a long time ago. I think it's three decades. Yeah, wow. Three decades yeah. ago, started as temp consultant and became branch manager after 12 months. My specialty has always been temp and contract. Yeah. Um, went through different positions in my career general manager business development director and since 2007 i've been um coaching recruitment businesses yeah amazing fantastic and she written here. a book and you know just different things having fun yeah no, definitely we definitely know some mutual clients that rate highly of you which is great so it's always good to have an expert on the uh, podcast oh yeah yeah it's brilliant so um, obviously specializing temp recruitment what would be the difference between a temp recruiter and a perm recruiter? The person or the the actual recruitment part? Because they uh, I think more so the personality of of the person that does the role. Like, is there a key difference between the yes, two? Yes, definitely. Okay, so maybe I start with explaining, I think, the difference between what temp and perm actually is. Yeah, let's do that. So perm for me is like matchmaking, right? Yeah. So you do a nice, a good match, and they hold hands, walk off into the sunset, and live happily ever after. And it's kind of like the employ the client it's their responsibility for their happiness, right? Uh, when you're a temp recruiter, what they actually do is they run a mobile and remote workforce. So for me, it's like the service is after you place the temp, whereas for PERM, the service is mainly before you make the placement. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So the skills are actually quite different because, you know, PERM recruiter, they're doing yeah. matchmaking, right? For the temp, I mean, you have to run your workforce, you have to negotiate with clients, like it's, it's completely different. And of course there's speed, right, as well. Speed and quality always matters, right? Yeah, Whether so you're doing either, really. When I worked in recruitment, we used to have a saying that, you know, with Perm, they always had to have 10 out of 10 ticks or nine out of 10 ticks for you to get the placement. Where with contract, if you had six out of 10, but the person had a great personality, you could get them in. And as long as you manage them well in the aftercare, they'll be successful. Yeah, that's interesting because um, I'm sitting here thinking, do I actually agree with that? Yeah, that's okay. Because, yeah. Um, I know what you mean, but I do think that people with skills, say if it was an accountant, right? And you needed somebody to do a job. And if that person's overqualified to do that job as a contractor, that's actually a good thing because they go in and they have you know flying colors yeah. and they'll probably keep them for other things, right? Yeah. So sometimes when people say candidates aren't good enough, 
let's use them for temp and contract. I'm like, no, please don't do that. Because don't you want your workforce to be stellar? Yeah. I mean, that's where you get repeat business, right? That's, that's right. I thought yeah. it would be completely different that's like, right. to temp. Because yeah. obviously, perm, you've got time to train them, upskill yeah. them, because they're going to be there long term. Yeah. Yeah. Contract, they're going to be there short term. So you want them to come far and, you know, from day away. one. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, yeah, interesting. Sorry, Brendan. No, no, we're, no. we're not with you. Well, no, 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 no. I guess <laughs> we don't mean knock you down, Brendan. I guess that's the difference between... <laughs> you the walked into of, that one. Yeah, that's the difference between, I guess, high volume, sort of get them out the door, yeah. get them on site, versus more of the consulting, you know, putting in a proper person that's going to actually deliver the project that they need yeah. and quickly and efficiently. Uh, and I do think it depends on, you know, what we're talking about, you know, yeah. if it's blue collar, mm-hmm. you know, okay. But whatever it is, as as long as you're honest with your clients, you know, if you, they can only do 80% of the job, JD, you just say to them, I can't do 100% today, but I can deliver this. Do you want that? Mm-hmm. Like for me, clarity and specificity, that's the main thing, mm-hmm. right? Okay. You can't go wrong if you know what you're looking for. Yeah, so keeping that in mind, I guess, you get a lot of um, permanent recruiters or business owners that dabble in contracts. You know, they might place one or two people and you know, focus on perm, vice versa. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I can understand why they do it, <laughs> uh, because it's nice to be able to offer both services to your clients. But I don't think, well, I know you can't grow it to any uh, decent mm-hmm. size if you don't specialise. And it's because there's always going to be that thing about, should I work, work on that perm job where I'm going to get you know 25 grand for the placement, or should I work on this, which is maybe, depending on what you do, going to give me $300 or $400 in margin a week. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that because of that, the temp and contract doesn't really, um, it won't grow. Yeah. Because the tendency is to go for the quick win, right? Yeah. Let's yeah, go for the big cake at once. Mm. Let's eat the whole cake yeah. rather than build over time, you know? Yeah, that's interesting because a lot of uh, business owners, the way they see it is that if I can get a couple of runners on, then, you know, that I'm not starting starting off from zero. And then they, when, they, when they hire people, they try to implement that same mentality, which we call dual desking, I yes. guess. Um, so, yes, yeah, so obviously, as you sort of pointed out, they'll only service the, uh, the jobs that they can fill and not all of them and won't grow up. And... As I say to business owners, I mean, you get the behavior you reward. Mm. So if you're going to reward on billings, they will gravitate to perm, right? I mean, that's, it's natural. So uh, when business owners or leaders ring me and they say, look, we've been trying to grow out a contract desk, it hasn't worked. The first question I ask them is, are you running dual desk? And if they say yes, I go, well, okay. (laughs) And I was like, I'm not telling you how to run your business, but... How serious are you about growing it? Yeah. Like, that's the first thing, you, yeah. you know, let's split it. And my advice, of course, to people is if you're going to start, you know, say you're a startup, start as you mean to finish. Like, mm. why not do it well from the beginning? Also because the traits of people who do it well are do quite different, you know? Yeah. yeah so, sort of bring me back to my first question then. So what are the traits? Yeah, so what would be the traits like between a contract and the perm? Okay, don't, la- don't laugh, okay, when no, I say I'll, this. I promise I won't. I'll try not to. <laughs> no, no, you can laugh, you can laugh, yeah, because yeah. people usually laugh when I say this, is um, when I used to, because I've hired a lot of temp contract consultants, right, in my time, and one thing I always looked at was how quickly they walked with me from reception to the interview room. And I'm not joking. And when I say this to clients, they go, really? And then they, think, they sit there for a while and they go, you know what, every single good temp consultant I can think of 
actually walk really fast. Yeah. It's like they're on a mission. It's a little bit like the, what's that, uh, Duracell bunny or something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, that, it's like a non-stop, you know? It's like, That's good analogy. But, but actually quite that they enjoy that. Do you know what I mean? Because some people, if you say, get me 10 contractors, ooh, freak out, run away, right? And others like, yeah, let's go. So we know your secret now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the secret? No, I've got to run next to you, yeah. <laughs> or run faster than you. Yeah, it's funny. I was uh, in seeing a client the other day, and they t- just hired three new people, and one of one for ten. And they said, "Which one? Do you- I haven't met them. I don't even know who they are." Yeah. And I said, "Well, can I see them walk?" Do you have a camera? you're gonna laugh. Yeah, yeah, that is a little bit weird, Sophie. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like I said, most clients that have tested it against people they know, they go, yeah. "Actually." Oh, that's interesting you're right. And I'm like, well, I know it's totally unscientific, right? Mm. I guess it's high energy. Yeah. Yeah, that's pushing, the constant pushing and so forth like that. They probably don't sleep at night either. <laughs> their mind's going oh, a thousand yeah. miles. That sounds just like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. are you a contract consultant in the, in disguise? Um, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. probably. Yeah. Okay, so on a serious note, well, actually, I wasn't serious about that, but other traits mm. that are good are strong relationship builders. Yeah. yeah. It's Okay, here's another thing. One of my pet hates, can I say this, is uh, when clients say to me, mm, I'm not sure about this consultant, whether they're going to work out. Should I put them into 10? I'm like, yeah. what are you saying to me? Yeah. <laughs> because actually, for me, I don't know, it's the, it's the line of the bunch. It's, it's the, setting you up to fail. <laughs> no, no, but we think no, it's like a try before you buy. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, is that what they're thinking? No, no, I'm talking about the consultants. If they're not sure whether they'll work out as recruitment consultants, oh, right, shall okay. we get them to do temporary recruitment? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. no. No. And that's what? Really, yeah. I, I, I personally think contracts are a lot harder than that. Yeah. Uh, well, it's different. Yeah. yeah. I think it's different. Mm. So strong relationship builders, mm. strong BD, yeah. because that's what... BD is, is relationship building, right? Absolutely. Um, and it's funny because so many people say to me, oh yeah, contract is more transactional than perm, right? And I'm like, no, I don't think so. It depends what sort of relationship you want with your clients. If you want to be one of those providers that actually sit at the table when they plan how they're going to do staffing and flex their workforce, I mean, you, it's, you need somebody that's good to sit at that table, right? That understands about workforce planning, how yeah. to negotiate. I mean, so many things. Yeah. Yeah. Would it depend on the type of role though? Like, you know, filling office support roles versus filling IT contractors, for example. Like, do you think that's more like the lower end roles would be more like just putting bums on seats? Or do you think you have to be strategic on both? I think you've got to be the same on both. Okay. Because yeah. it's a workforce, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it's also that ability because think about they've got to negotiate with both sides all the time, mm. right? Both, you know, like if you were part of, uh, oh, can I use my lingo? Part of the fleet, right? So the yeah. fleet is actually your workforce, your, your pool, right? Yeah. You have to negotiate with your fleet with rates. You have to negotiate with your clients with rates, right? And you have to keep both sides happy. Mm. And it's ongoing. Yeah. I mean, Perm, once it's done, it's done, right? That's exactly yeah. right. Set, yeah. So that. I'm not saying Tampin contract is better only that it's different. And it's very important for me that people get that difference. Mm. So sometimes people do contract as though it's a shorter form of perm, which means they do the whole process the same as perm, Mm. but the duration is shorter. And I'm like, no, it's not the same. That's similar, that's where the dual destiny comes in. Right? Why they won't be, yeah, why it will never be stellar. 
basically. And if you try to split it out, it's, you know, you, yeah. whoever takes over is taking over something that hasn't been nurtured and grown properly. Yes. Exactly. Mm. It's interesting you talk about relationships though. Um, I did contract recruitment in London for Katamari. Shout out to my old company there. Uh, one of my clients was a bank and they had no money to hire anyone. They couldn't hire a perm, they couldn't hire uh, temporary people oh. because their budgets were just like done for the Shut. year. Mm. What ended up, I had such a great relationship with the head of marketing there that I ended up placing a contractor into their marketing agency who then put it on site. <laughs> so it came in as a marketing expense. Smart. And I was, uh, but again, without having that relationship and understanding the workforce, you can't think outside the box like that and, and still get bums on seats yeah for sure so i feel like you both are in the wrong jobs you should both be doing contract (laughs) recruitment what's going on here (laughs) i'll say our job's quite similar to a contract definitely definitely. we both like to advise you know and help clients grow i was joking yeah yeah but i can see why you do you do what you do right because you understand it so you can advise your clients yeah that's right yeah we've been doing it for a while now yeah yeah definitely long long time so I, I wanted to ask you, because obviously you speak to a lot of people in the industry, training a lot of people, what's happening in the market at the moment? So, you know, the last 18 months, etc. we had a buffet, right? Mm. You know, when you go to those buffets and they're filling them yeah. all the time. Well, I think uh, the beginning of this year, that, that refilling of the buffet is not really happening. So yeah. perms have slowed. I think we are in a unique situation in Australia that we're still short-staffed, so there are still jobs, but in any downturn, and we know this, right, is that when there is a downturn looming, is the uh, process of getting perms into a client, even if they need them, is a lot longer and slower, Mm. you know? Whereas, you know, the last couple of years, it's just been like, just send us whoever you have and we'll hire them kind of thing, right? Uh, So when things are uncertain, Contract, right? Yeah. So, anecdotally, the companies I deal with and the recruiters I deal with, contract recruiters are so much more. Mm. They're busier now. Okay. From having few jobs, now they're just like, oh my goodness. We're absolutely seeing the same. And one of the things we're seeing, like the people we're speaking to, permanent recruiters, they're looking to set up yeah. a contract desk. Yes. Um, so it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on that. What type of advice would you give them? Mm. Well, Oh, you know, these days there's so much compliance, right? So I guess they got to get the foundations uh, right from the beginning. And I think payroll uh, is, is definitely one of them. Definitely speak yeah. to us. Speak to way positive. No, well, you, well, you got to get it right. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. I mean, you got to pay people correctly. you got to make sure your contracts with your staff are correct and understand that you actually on hire them. So there are many things to think about. Um, but I think the main things are... First of all, do you understand what it is that you're doing, that you're going to be running a workforce? Mm. Do you have someone that can do it, mm-hmm. right? And do you have the right support? So support, yeah. I'm talking about work health, work health and safety, payroll, um, you know, yeah, contracts. Mm-hmm. So all the things around it. It's not like 20 years ago mm-hmm. where you could just say, hey, send me someone. Yeah. And you just sent them off, right? Yeah, There's no way you can do that now. There is a lot more involved. Yeah, and a lot of people are, oh, I'll just run the payroll myself for the first couple. Yeah. And they set themselves up for failure. Yeah. Um, they use manual timesheets, they use knockoff terms that they had from their previous employer, that kind of stuff. So engaging the right partners is definitely key. Totally. It takes right. time. It takes time. Putting, entering the payroll manually, invoicing stuff, and you know, people get to the end of the week and they don't want to do it or the yeah. beginning of the week. 
So let, let's break that down a bit more in terms of success. So I guess if someone's looking to set up a, a desk, mm-hmm. they've just hired their first uh, contract recruiter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, should they be doing the same remuneration? <laughs> so should they be paying, <laughs> rewarding them the same uh, as, their, as their other consultants who might be dual desking or doing purpose? It's a, it's a good question because uh, people, I mean, so I'm going to talk about new, new starters, like yeah. a startup, but also with the existing desks, right? The habit in recruitment is we reward on billings. Yeah. If you want to grow a contract desk, you have to reward by the uh, unit that we pay and charge by. So if you pay by the hour, it's, you should reward on hours. And if you pay by the day, so if you're doing IT, you know, they got day rates, right? Mm. Then it's by day. That they should be rewarded for the growth on that metric. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, so I was just saying yesterday, if you're a true contract recruiter, you're never gonna love Temp to Per, right? Because you're losing somebody from your fleet that's earning you money all the time, and you've got to go and find another person. But if you're rewarded on billings, you're gonna love it, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's the thing. I think you've got to think about, um, got to think very carefully about how you incentivize a temp and contract recruiter. It's not the same. And you can, you can really lock in a contract recruiter as well, can't you? It's like the golden handcuffs. Once you've built a book of contracts, oh, it's, yeah. it's really hard to walk away. Yeah, yeah. Really more, hard to walk away. More importantly, you can build a business around it because mm. you've got that guaranteed top billers that you're able to then do satellite desks and so forth from and, and grow the business to whatever your achievement might be. Yeah. Great. So you're talking about paying on obviously margin. How many recruiters do you see not making any money because they don't understand their margins? Oh, all the time. I mean, not they don't know what their margins are. Yeah. Um, they don't know what their on costs are. They don't understand how the rates are. Mm. Um, you know how they're made up. <laughs> okay, this is also controversial, but I really feel like uh, that part of the of recruitment businesses has really been dumbed down. Because, and Rod Hall and I spoke about this, where he interviewed me about this, uh, because we were talking about um, most companies now will give their consultants like a rate card. Yep. And it's like, if you pay this, uh, the contractor this, you charge this. And I say to them, always in training, explain to me how that rate. And they don't know. And they said, we don't need to know. I said, okay, so if your client asks you, oh, well, hmm. And I'm like, that's your expertise. Mm. But also that way you can under- you understand how you can play with the rates as well, right? Mm. Increase them. Or Increase them. If awards go up, does the rate go up? I mean, if, if we've seen, what, 1,001 sort of margin calculators out there. Obviously, yeah. the rates cap, Colavander is very good. But yeah. in terms of the Excel spreadsheets, oh yeah, someone's got to manually update <gasps> them. It, scary. Is, it is really scary. Yeah. But the fact that they don't understand the margin, yeah. don't understand the on-cost, and then how much they're actually making, yeah. they can't be transparent with their client. No, and that's, that's right. all about building a relationship, I think. If you that's can be right. transparent, these are our costs. Yeah. This is all I'm making. Yeah. That's right. Um, I think it's a, it's a much better conversation. And you're probably yeah. less likely to have margin erosion, which happens when they try to talk down your rates, mm. or like I said, awards go up and you have little work cover costs and you haven't, haven't factored them in. Uh, it's I probably mean, one of the biggest conversations we have. Yeah. Always get asked, how much should I charge my clients? Do they when? ask you that? All the time. How Actually. much should I charge? How much should I charge yeah. my clients? Oh, do we you to... say, we, just, we do payroll? Are you, like, <laughs> are you paying us consulting fees as well? Or? We pretty much give away free consulting. <laughs> we, um, we absolutely do, but it's, yeah. it's the... Value add. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely comes free to us. Um, but yeah, it's the ones that are probably at those businesses where they just get given the rate cards. They have no 
explanation of the race. Mm. So they're the one they didn't you know, don't understand about payroll tax, about super Because they never learnt it, right? Because they yeah, they were never taught it. Um, so yeah, no, it's interesting. What I wanna ask you though is when they ask you that question, mm. what's your answer? When they say what should we charge our clients? Like how how do you figure that out? Uh, well we usually go through on costs and explain them and then we talk about margin versus markup. So we actually do do a bit of work actually. But do you say to them how much money do you want to make? Yeah, well it's all about that. So as long as you're covering your on costs, I I fully go through the on costs. So make sure they understand that. You have to charge a minimum of that and then whatever you want to make on top, but how much do you want to make it out? How much do you want to make it out? We know roughly what people make in certain industries, but how much do you want to make? on top of your on cost. And that's the two thoughts, right? Whether you use a percentage value mm. or whether you use a dollar value. Some people say, I just want to make a hundred bucks a day and it doesn't matter on their candidate's rate or so forth, or they'll go 15, 20%. Yeah. Um, and then also oh, low. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it depends right. on the candidate rate, right? So right. I'm clearly not a fan of the flat rate, right? Yeah. Because some people say I just want to make X amount, like you said, a hundred yeah. bucks a day, or yeah. I don't know, twenty bucks an hour, or whatever. And I say, so that doesn't matter whether what level we're looking at. Mm. That doesn't. I make think any that would sense. mostly be IT. I think. Yeah. I think that's mostly IT. Like well, I, I've heard of it in other yeah. uh, sectors, like yeah, hospitality. Right. You know, and I say, okay, is it harder to get a chef than a waiter? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, then why aren't you charging more? Yeah, there should yeah. be for the chef, right? Yeah. Because Takes yeah. Longer, yeah. that's why if you do a percentage, then it grows with yeah. it, right? But um, it's interesting the concept of how much money can I make in margin because, like, I was working with a um, IT company recently, and they said, oh, we charge twenty percent, and I was like, mm, okay, why don't you charge more? And they're like. What do you mean, more? <laughs> and I said, well, where do you want to sit in the market? Mm. You know, like when you go to hotels, you know, you have mm. all levels, right? We've got one to six star. Yeah. Well, we have six these days, I think one to six star. And recruitment companies, where do you want to sit in that? This is a true story. The very next day, one of the owners or founders emailed me and said, we just put our first one out at 26%. Wow. And I said to him, did the client blink? He said, no. Nah. I said, see, the only people blinking were you all the time. Mm. So that thing about wow. we can only charge a certain amount, that's mm-hmm. here. Yeah, I think that's a whole podcast there on uh, <laughs> yes. the psyche of uh, you know, why recruiters bend over for their clients when they shouldn't, but we won't go into that now. Um, so I guess we, we talked about the, the payroll, we talked about margin and so forth. Um, a lot of businesses will get called by prospect clients or so forth and ask them to do payroll only. I've got a temp, can you take it on for me because I just don't want to put it through my work and compliance. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, a lot of businesses we hear will, won't do their full rates on that. Mm-hmm. You know, what sort of thought process do you have around that or thoughts do you have on that? Good question. Uh, so I think a couple of things is even though you don't find the person, I think it's worth doing due diligence yeah. on that person yeah. because once you put them onto your books, you know, they become your responsibility, right? And I know in the old days, I want to say that we people used to do payroll payrolling at a lower margin, but I advise all my clients to do it at the same because if you agree with me that the service is after, right? then the service is the same, Mm. right? But also what the clients are doing is they're outsourcing the risk of that person Mm. to you. The risk is the same, regardless of where they came from, right? Yeah, cover claims, unfair dismissals, all that sort of stuff. And the amount of care, if you're doing best practice contractor care, is the same, because you should look after that person, right? Because they're still on your books. Yeah, 
So, so a recruiter's actually getting that across the line? Yes. They are. Well, funny you should ask that, because this week I had a, um, a consultant say to me, she put her first payroll out at full margin. Wow. And the yeah. client didn't even blink. No blinking. That's incredible. So all this time she's leaving money on the table. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. I shouldn't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. A, a lot of people would be, though. Yeah. So it's quite enlightening. Because, yeah, every, I'd say all of our clients, they would charge a hugely reduced fee for payroll only. Why is that, though? Because, well, like habit? you say. Well, no, it's habit. I think you're saying the service is... Yeah, you know, there's a lot of post service, mm. post placement service. Whereas they're seeing it, like you were saying, explaining the difference between contracts and perm. Mm. It's, yeah, it's the pre placement yeah. service. They're finding the candidate, yeah. reference checking, they're placing them. They don't really, potentially, they're not doing contract recruitment the way they should. They're not managing them mm. after placement. That's they're just seeing it as they're only doing half a service. Set and forget. Yes, that's right. Set and forget. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. Which happens a lot, even with uh, you've done all the work at the front. They'll put the temp on site, completely forget about it. Yeah. Three months later, they're being placed somewhere else by their competitor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you know what the worst thing is? Consultants say to me, the longer they're there for, the less I speak to them. And I say, oh, so the more money they make for you, the less love you give them. Yeah. That makes sense. It does. It does. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> None whatsoever. There's the old market mapping. Take them out for lunch and who else is hiring? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's it. So, um, so Sophie, thanks so much for your time. Um, I suppose just to close off, we've, we've got your secrets to run at a lucrative uh, temp desk. Where can people get this? Uh, well, they can get it from my website, so uniquecoaching.com.au, but also from anywhere, like yeah. Amazon, iBooks, wherever you get books, right? Amazing. So yeah. I'll definitely pick up my copy. And I think I'm, I'm pretty sure this is yours, Brandon. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you have to get it signed from Sophie at the end. So, thanks so much for your time, Sophie. Thanks. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. It was fun. Thank you. Cheers. Brilliant. Thanks. Thank you.